This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast, everybody. This is not exactly how we wanted to see each other again, but unfortunately, we are here for a very, very important reason. Isn't that right, Marcus? Yes, sir. Uh, the time has finally came. Uh, of course, we, you know, we've sensed the the upsetness from both parties. Uh, but hey, the time is finally here, and it happened. It's something we didn't want to happen, but it came to this point, man. Hey, man, what he is talking about right now, Jonathan Taylor, star running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor has officially requested a trade out of Indianapolis. This follows a conversation Jonathan Taylor had with Jim Mersey and Colts GM Chris Ballard earlier today at camp. His bus, whatever you want to call it, his bus arrived at camp. Jonathan Taylor uh, went on board and a talk ensued. Now a trade request follows that. What, like, we did not think a trade was going to come this soon, this quickly, but clearly things have spiraled out of control ever since training camp started. Things were good just in June, just in June, Marcus. Jonathan Taylor expressed his desire to be a cult for life just in June, and we are a month removed from that not even a full week into training camp not even a full week and a trade request has come what in the world this all started jonathan taylor wanted an extension they get to camp all right Najee goes to say something about the running back market jim ursay takes it upon himself to go on twitter discuss the running back market jonathan taylor's agent responded about Jim Mersey's tweet talking about agents acting in bad or poor faith. Jonathan Taylor's agent responds, bad faith is not paying your top offensive player. That was Jonathan Taylor's agent's response. Then the next day, the very next day, Mark Ruffalo tweets out a uh, a tweet asking, you know, can this relationship be repaired? And then Jonathan Taylor's agent responds, I doubt it shoulder shrug emoji we all know the agent has been acting unprofessional right now i mean this is the first time i've ever witnessed an agent act and talk that way on social media is it childish yes is it hurting the situation yes okay both sides have their reasoning for it all of this just sucks marcus it really does It, it, it sucks for everybody involved And we're going to get to the trade aspect of this here in a little bit. But if a trade does go down, something we have talked about before the draft, even before the draft, something we have talked about when it came to a rookie quarterback is how a running back like Jonathan Taylor can help him. It is a possibility. Absolutely. It, It is a possibility that we could potentially be robbed of ever seeing the duo of Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, 
that that's definitely you know something that's about to be on the brink of happening it is unfortunate but when you look at the bright picture uh, i always start to get this this thought in my head when you see jonathan taylor and you know the whole trade situation and not having this duo of a backfield being possible you look at it and think that the, the way that the colts direction and the way that they're heading in and the direction that they're heading in it's like it was going to be fun but we weren't probably going to win the division anyway when you look at the team we're still rebuilding so it's like on the brink of rebuilding anyway so when you look at a guy that's coming towards this contract situation and you know being unhappy it's like okay we get it but the colts are still rebuilding so this is just one less contract we have to worry about because you mentioned it on the show previously with landon about michael Pittman jr's contract coming up so it's like now that we don't have to pay Taylor, which is possible, we still, you know, have money to go pay the other guys. So, of course, it's unfortunate that we love Jonathan Taylor and everything, but I feel like this situation just made it worse for him in general, and it didn't make it worse for the Colts because the Colts are in a situation that it's like they're still in a win-win situation, you know what I mean? So, like, they're going to do what's best for the Colts anyway. So the fact that, you know, Taylor came out and, you know, requested this trade, it's like we're not losing anything in this situation. We're losing the potential with them too, but we're still not losing because we're still in the brink of rebuilding anyway. For sure, man. Like this is not going over well right now. And if you understand it from Jonathan Taylor's point of view, which I hope everybody does, right? I mean, I will say this actually before we keep on going, and I'm not speaking for anybody else but myself. I imagine I'm speaking for you, Marcus. I, I imagine it, but you can co-sign it or, or dismiss it if you like. Mm-hmm. This situation does not make me view Jonathan Taylor any differently. It doesn't. Right. He is still a professional. I, I think deep down he probably wants this relationship to be fixed so he can be in Indianapolis. But also, and hey, this is fair. Also, he wants his money. That is fair. That is fair. All that he has done, even you could argue after his second season or halfway through his second season, he outplayed this contract already. He outplayed it. Okay. And it is unfair. Again, life is unfair. The NFL itself is unfair as we've seen. But for Jonathan Taylor, just one year out of his whole career, his whole career, he misses a practice. He has some fumbles. And you're going to halt his his life-changing contract extension on hold because of one mishap or one season of mishap after squeaky clean in high school, squeaky clean in college, never missed a practice, a scrimmage, a film session, a meeting, a game, then gets to the NFL, doesn't miss a practice, a meeting, a film session, a game, nothing. And then you're going to hold it from him. It is unfair. It is unfair. And if you can understand it from that point of view, it is unfair because in his situation, well, you're telling me to hold off, but Quentin Nelson had surgeries and bad games. You still paid him. Darius Leonard had bad games and missed missed more games than I have in my career and injuries, and you still paid him. Why am I not getting my share? Why am I not getting my cut? I'll be paid less than these guys. Why am I getting the, 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 the halt here? That is fair. That is fair on Jonathan Taylor's part if he is angry about that, which I am, which we are told that he is. I'm not a reporter or anything, but from what I've heard, he is angry about that. He doesn't think that's fair because he's practically put this team on his back 
for three years. If you really think about it, yes, you made a trade for a quarterback who didn't want to take coaching, who didn't want to trust his receivers, his linemen. Part of, part of that, he couldn't. But at the same time, Carson Wentz did not help this offense. You know what they did? They rode Jonathan Taylor. When Jonathan Taylor was asked to go all the way, he did it. Now, when Jonathan Taylor asked the Colts to go all the way, they don't want to. They say, oh, well, oh, let's hold off. Let's hold off. It's fair for Jonathan Taylor to feel the way he feels. The, the, la the past few days, Marcus, I thought it is so weird how Colts Nation is just focusing on his agent bringing up tweets from 15 years ago and doing all this stuff and trying to make him the bad guy when both sides have done wrong, when both sides are feeling equal pressure of this. Chris Ballard wants Jonathan Taylor here. He wants to pay him. He wants to help the young running back, and he wants him a part of this franchise. Jonathan Taylor wants his money now. He deserves it now, and he wants to be compensated for everything he has given, which is a lot for carrying, being asked to carry this franchise on his literal back. So it sucks for everybody involved. Now let's get to the actual parameters of what is going on right now. So there is a theory, and I think it has been said, that this trade request had came days ago. This conversation today was to hopefully kind of rehash things or whatever. But formally, Jonathan Taylor met with Jim Mercer today. And Jim Mercer came out, spoke in front of the media. We know how that goes. Spoke in front of the media and talked that, the plan is right now to not give an extension. And it's been reported by Stephen Holder, Marcus, an offer has not even been made. Can you imagine that, Marcus? Can you imagine that? Yeah. yeah. So speak speak I, on how ridiculous that is. Um, so, you know, an offer not being made, it seems it seems like what a what a NFL team would do, you know, especially when you look at position that's asking for it the running back position that we know is dying it is unfortunate that it's jonathan taylor going through this situation but in reality that's just the situation at hand it was going on with this position and it's not just him we've seen the running back union all these players stand up because all the running backs are pretty much going through the same thing we see we just seen it go through it with saquon and you know the reality is that you know nfl teams feel like they can still you know push the needle and make the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl without, a, you know, a number one running back. We've seen it in history. You mentioned it before as well. So it's like, it's unfortunate what Jonathan Taylor has to go through. We understand why he's frustrated, but in reality, if you had a good agent, they should prepare you for these type of situations. None of this should be breaking news to Jonathan Taylor. We all know what's, what's at hand. We knew Ursay's comments were directed towards him. It was just bad timing because you are about to pay a running back. So, it's unfortunate that his agent didn't prepare him for this situation. It's unfortunate that his agent didn't, you know, try to, you know, at least bear with him to understand that, you know, if you took this year to go out there and show the team that you could be available, that you are worth these dollars, maybe none of this would have happened. But instead, we get, you know, the whole situation aired out on social media between the agent and Ursay, which shouldn't have happened. But it is what it is. More of the story is that both parties are you know frustrated with the situation and you know at the end of the day it's like it's unfortunate man it really is unfortunate because Jonathan Taylor is a good guy he's a good dude he's a little quiet when it comes to you know reports and interviews and stuff like that but when he goes out there on the field he tried to give it his all he really do 
and it's unfortunate he had to go through the situation, but we wish the best for him and, he, and you know, hopefully he'll figure it out. But for the deal not being mentioned at all, it sounds something like the Colts because when you look at the Colts in recent history when it comes to deals, we just seen the whole T.Y. Hilton situation um, that, you know, they were trying to give him nothing at all. So, and we almost lost in the Baltimore and when he wound up going to Dallas. So it's kind of it's kind of common when it comes to, you know, contract deals and NFL players with the Colts. So it doesn't really surprise me. It's just unfortunate that it had to come to this way. Dude, this sucks. This, this really sucks. It really does. Because now Jonathan Taylor could be perceived as the bad guy now because he requests a trade. And I do want to say, I want to read some quotes here. Because Jim Irsay did uh, talk in front of the media today. And he had, he had some crazy, I, I, I mean, it's yeah. Jim Mercy, man. It, it, it's yeah, crazy, yeah. but I want I want to speak about a few things here. Okay, so this is one quote that Jim Mercy had following uh, the meeting with Jonathan Taylor today, and this is from James Boyd, by the way, of the Athletic. You can go follow him at Romeoville Kid at, on on Twitter. He does great work, and we've had him on the show. So shout out to him for these quotes. So Colts owner Jim Mercy, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's gonna miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. Marcus, what the hell does that have to do with this with this situation? If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. By, just by that alone, what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Uh, to me, because Jim Irsay likes to think of himself larger than life. He's invincible. He's a billionaire. He has money. But you know that saying? And uh, before I actually say this, let me go to another quote that he had. <sighs> he said this. And again, this is from, from James Boyd. Jim Irsay says he reminded Jonathan Taylor that no one treats players as well as this franchise. So that right there is a bold-faced lie, acting like he's never heard of the Pittsburgh Steelers before. That's number one. Number two, again, he's not making this situation any types of better at all. And actually, from the last quote that I just spoke about, Josina Anderson tweeted out most recently that, according to her sources, this quote is not going over well inside some circles. So again, Jim Mersey opening his mouth, worsening the situation. You know that saying, Marcus, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Jim Mersey is the owner. He's a billionaire. Nobody can tell him nothing. He can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He can buy whatever he wants. But should that mean he goes out and makes, once again, what this whole entire year or the last 12 months have been about with him, saying ridiculous quotes to the media. I'm not sure if he was aiming to look like he's trying to do everything he can for Jonathan Taylor, because that's not how it's coming off. And it is, again, understandable to see why Jonathan Taylor feels the way that he feels. Landon spoke about it, okay? He spoke about it on the last show. Jonathan Taylor wants his extension now. The Colts, they want to wait till the season 
see how everything goes, see how everyone meshes. It's a new system, new coaching staff, a whole lot of new players. They want to see how everything meshes within the offense first. Then at the end of the season, they want to get the deal done. That's where the conflict is at. That's where it's at. And again, is it fair? Hell no, it's not. But at the same time, I just can't imagine. Now, I've, of course, we've all been vocal about not paying running backs and stuff. But it became blasphemous, Marcus, at the fact that it was reported. Jonathan Taylor has not even seen an offer. He hasn't seen an offer. They haven't. Chris Ballard or Jim Mercer have not come to him and said, this is what we're thinking right now. Let, let, if you want to agree with it now, let's let, let's lock in and let's be be together for the next two, three years. They haven't said that. They haven't. They haven't even offered him. They haven't. You don't want to give a player false hope either, Mike. At, at, at the end of the day, you don't want to give someone false hope. And if you know you're not going to pay him and you don't know, you know, you don't know what the outcome is going to be of the season. You start to think, do we really need him moving forward in this new system? Is he going to be used? So you don't want to go into season. Yeah, we got this contract for you. Oh, we're going to give you X amount. All you got to do is, you know, meet these circumstances and be available for a certain amount of games. You don't want to go out there and give this guy false hope, but then at the end of the day, it's something different. So it's better to just wait until the end of the year, which I think is fair for a guy coming off of injuries and, you know, fumbling history, going into a new system, which is less use of a running back. It's more of a receiving back anyway. So, I mean, it's kind of fair when you look at that position. It's unfair for Jonathan Taylor. But in reality, most teams, you know, especially like the Colts, they're going to they're gonna do this type of thing. So, I mean, I understand from the Colts' standpoint of why they waited so long or didn't give him any type of numbers moving forward because at the end of the day, we probably figured that he wasn't going to be any good use to this new system anyway. If you look at Shane Steichen's use of the running backs and how he uses them, Jonathan Taylor's run style is completely different from what Shane Steichen offense is going to be used for. So, I mean, I understand why they didn't give him a contract. It's unfortunate, but when you look at it, it's like, where are we going to, when's he going to be a coach for life? Or how good of a project was he? his numbers is going to probably be on a decline anyway. So it's, it's unfortunate, but the reality of it is, it's like, I understand why they didn't give him a contract. Part of it is understandable, and everything that you said is logical. It's logical. But on the flip side of it, the the fact that you have put this entire offense for the past two years on his literal shoulders, and you can't even at least present it to, to a point. Now, this is just me talking. Not educated. I don't know what Jonathan Taylor and his camp is thinking. I want to preface that. Just me. To a certain point, it comes off as a little disrespectful that you can't even offer a, you can't even present an offer. You can't. Now, to your point, again, it's logical. Jonathan Taylor's side is one thing. The Colts side is another thing. And this is the point with any negotiation, even me, me, you and I, when we go into an interview, when we talk money, when we're thinking one thing, they're thinking another. It, it, it's the same thing. This whole, and again, this situation is ugly for both sides. It's ugly for both sides. And now Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade. Again, I, I don't know what Jonathan Taylor's agent, what is his role in, in this happening? Jim Mercer or uh, agent Jonathan Taylor's agent, what is his role? We know it's not promising, 
What is John Jim Irsay's role? We know it's not promising, but then where's Chris Ballard in all of this? This is this was probably his idea to not offer and wait until the season ends. But where's Chris Ballard in all of this? I want to know two things, which we haven't really gotten clarity on. Where is Chris Ballard on this issue? And where is Jonathan Taylor on this issue? Jonathan Taylor is in the middle or apparently since he hasn't gotten an offer, he's not in the middle of negotiations, but he's trying to get one. Those are two guys that I want to know, where are they in this situation? Where are they at mentally? Where are they at here and now? What is this situation like for both of them? I I, I got mad love for Chris Ballard. I hate that he is going through this. I got even more love for Jonathan Taylor. I hate that he's going through this. We all hate it. We all hate it. But you were at training camp yesterday, Marcus. How did Jonathan Taylor look? I couldn't find him at first. Uh, I didn't know he was there until everyone started pointing. Oh, Jonathan Taylor, he was in the corner, like just like hoodied up, didn't want to talk to anybody, couldn't get a comment out of him, couldn't get an interview out of him. Um, and I didn't know he was there at first until, you know, my guy, shout out to Luke. Luke was there and James was there. So he just looked disgruntled at the at the end of the day. It was unfortunate, but uh, but he was there. I, but that was pretty much it. He was just a, a body at camp, you know, didn't want to talk to nobody did a, did like he didn't run around he wasn't excited he just wanted to be to be away that that that's true man it's it's absolutely crazy because i've gone back and i've tried to look for some photos about jonathan taylor like how often does he wear that hood how often does he you know cover up a little bit the only pictures i found was when he was in uniform on the sideline with a towel that's the only other time so now he's at practice. He he. It is visible in the pictures that have been produced that he is upset about something. Like he's in front of the running back drill. He ain't even there. He looks as if he's not even there. He's not even in the here and now. It, it, it This whole thing is ugly. It is ugly. Let's get to some of the comments here. Uh, we act like the last couple of Super Bowl winners had top tier running backs. But we need JT. Uh, he is our offense. That is facts based off the last two years. Is that what the Colts are thinking going into this season? You got a new uh, rookie quarterback. But 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 I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Let's get here. True, but there is only one Patty Mahomes, Tom Brady. I do not know what that was referring to. If you could clarify, let, let let's link up on that. He was, uh, I think he was going back and forth with somebody in the comments about Super Bowls. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Rams didn't have a top-tier running back. No, they did not. Let's go here. Bucks didn't have a top-tier running back. Okay, okay, okay. Running backs need to accept that their position isn't as important and need to stick it out like how Edge did. In a vacuum, yes. But put yourself in their shoes. Are you saying the same thing? If we're being fair. Because I know I wouldn't be saying the same thing. I've been I've been consistent the last 12 months. Don't pay running backs. Don't pay $18 million to Jonathan Taylor. But if I was Jonathan Taylor, you better damn well believe I'm wanting that $18 million. 
come on, man. We we got to play both sides of this. We got to understand where both sides are coming from. I don't think Steichen was a big JT fan, more running backs by committee. That, that That's factual. You saw that in, in Philadelphia. But again, how can you say no to a nearly all pro running back, right? Looks. <laughs> this is our this is our photographer. Everybody, uh, part part of the team here at the Blue Stable. This is uh, Luke, who Marcus mentioned. They were at training camp. Jonathan Taylor looks sad. He looks sad. Oh my gosh, that was that 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 was pretty that was pretty crazy. Ursay texted out that he's not trading Jonathan Taylor. Oh my lord. Yeah, he also said he wasn't getting rid of Peyton Manning either. Uh. Polian traded Falk to Rams for a second and a fifth. Does Stafford need an elite back for his all oh, for his swan song? I don't know. I don't know. I think they need a lot more than just a running back, honestly. Uh, he said not uh, now or not in October. Okay. Got a tweet of JT up on his profile today. Too, by the way. Hey, there you go. Go check his uh Twitter out, guys. Luke Verkamp. Find him on Twitter. Check out that photo that he is talking about. You can clearly see that he is not uh that he, that he is not happy. Let's get over to back to Twitter because I believe there's another quote that just recently came out. Everybody is talking about. All right, text. This is from Albert Breer. Text from Colts owner Jim Mersey on Jonathan Taylor's trade request. We're not trading Jonathan. End of discussion. Not now and not in October. Okay, when you hear that, Marcus, me personally, at this point, I really don't give a damn what Jim Mercer says, okay? I mean, he says one thing, another thing happens. Okay, what, what, what is your response to that? Jonathan Taylor requests the trade. Jim Mercer comes out very, what, an hour later? We're not trading Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he's just doing his part to clean up his mess. You know, you don't want to give out the public image of, oh, we're going to do this. So, I mean, you want to leave a good perception of things not happening. You want to leave like news that you're going to do something behind the scenes. You don't want to, you don't want to be messy in public right. like how it was on, on Twitter. So I think he was just doing the, the regular public gesture of how you will go up amongst things when it comes to rumors. Yeah, typical PR move, PR move, kind of, kind of, you know, die everybody down, you know, quiet everybody down. Uh, a typical PR move. Uh, again, dude, the one person I want to hear from is Chris Ballard. I want to hear from that man so bad about this. I, I want to know where is he at? What is uh, it? Are him and Jim on the same page? Are he and Jonathan Taylor? Obviously not on the same page. But what is that dynamic like? What is it like? Does Chris Ballard not like Jim Ursay going out and saying things and really exposing some things a little bit too much than Chris Ballard would like? Because we know Chris Ballard is tight-lipped. We know he doesn't really reveal too much. So this entire thing sucks, man. This entire thing sucks. Uh, let's talk about the trade request in itself. What do you think this is? Do you think he legitimately wants out of Indy? Do you see it as a desperation move, as many are calling it right now? Where, where are you at with this? Well, I think... You know, I think the agent gave him, you know, an opportunity to speak his voice if he was unhappy, as you can see. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done. Was, um, of course, the agent didn't want him in Indianapolis anyway to begin with. Um, but I think, you know, to each his own, he wants a deal done. He didn't get no numbers. So the agent said, just request a trade. You know, I think that's what went down in the situation inside that that man with Ursay. I just think he was straight up and being completely honest about the situation. And he has every right to feel that way. Of course, you know, it wasn't no harsh feelings. But if you're not getting paid and the team isn't giving you no numbers and you want to get request a trade, hey, you do you. Um, but like I said, I don't think this situation is helping Taylor in any way. Um, because when you want to look for these situations, the Colts are looking for a trade. They have to find a trade partner that's willing to accept Jonathan Taylor and his camp, accept the contract that he's going to ask for, and they have to give up assets in that process as well. I don't know an NFL team that's willing to do all of that for Jonathan Taylor. So hopefully they can find a deal like a Saquon, which is a one-year, get him a little some change, and then he move on from that, and then he can get paid and create or whatever after that. But it's going to be very hard to find a trade partner to do all of those type of things in the scenario that Jonathan Taylor's in with the injuries and the fumble history and uh, expiring contract, which is a new deal. Like, And then what the Colts are going to ask for in return, that is a lot to go for in this offseason with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Man, it, it, it is a lot because at, at one thing – it's been talked about. Jonathan Taylor has absolutely zero leverage. He came to training camp, passed his physical, and got put on phys- on the pup list after passing his physical. Okay, so obviously we know what that's about. He's sitting out and got put on pup so he doesn't get fined for sitting out of training camp. Okay. So now when you get to the actual season and he's still not traded, I don't like this situation, man. I, I feel like, and this is just my personal my personal opinion, if this gets proved wrong by one of the beat writers and says this is not the case later on and says uh, something different, okay, I'll feel much better. But I feel like today's meeting with Jim Irsay was like the last ditch effort from Jonathan Taylor to try and fix all of this. This was the last ditch effort for Jim Irsay to come out and say, we're just not giving a giving out an extension. Right now, our plan is to not give out an extension. We know why from the Colts' point of view. We already know that. New staff, new, new, new system, new players, whole big old rookie class that just came in. Everybody has to find their step, and then you got to prioritize where you need to invest that in this new era of Colts football. We get that. But this is what I feel like this meeting was about today. And honestly... I, I, we don't know what's going to happen here coming forward. Is Jonathan Taylor still going to be at training camp? Is he going to be there when you guys go back? Is he going to be there? Is he going to now sit out? Is he not going to come back to training camp? If he doesn't, if he s- decides to sit out, I really hate this, man. But the Colts need to trade him. They can talk all this game all they want. They can. Jonathan Taylor can sit out this entire season and find him millions but if you're the Colts, do you really want that situation? Do you really want that situation right now? New regime. Shane Steichen is walking in like, man, what the hell did I walk into? I should have took that job, it, 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 the, the other job I was offered. Like, what the hell did I walk into? But do you really want this situation 
surrounding this young roster? Do you want this situation surrounding Anthony Richardson? Marcus, this right now, we should be talking about Anthony Richardson getting most of the first team's reps at training camp. This is what we should be talking about right now. Anthony Richardson, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce going crazy. This is what we should be talking about. But we are talking about more drama, more drama, more drama. We can't get to football. We have to talk about drama. So wh where are you at on this? Do you think they just need a, regardless of what you get, because again, they don't want to offer him a contract extension now because they don't know what he's going to be, but they're going to ask for a hefty price in trade negotiations. It doesn't make sense to me. You're talking out of one side of your mouth, but that, we'll, we'll table that. Marcus, where are you at? Where, what do you think they should do? I think it's going to be a waiting game, uh, to be honest. I think they're going to be a waiting game. I think they're going to throw offers out there. I, I already know teams are for sure um, – going to ask to Jonathan Taylor, but we probably won't see Jonathan Taylor in a deal done until like middle of the season, probably like October-ish. Uh, but I don't know what this, what's going to be the asking price. You know, it's at first, you're not going to get a first round. So if anybody's asking for a first round for Jonathan Taylor, it's not going to happen. You're going to do a second round and some players probably. It's probably going to be your best option. So, um, of course, we know he's not going anywhere at the moment, but the fact that the the offer is up there, and we've seen this happen with uh, who was it? was it Buddha Baker? What player wanted out but didn't get his you know didn't get his request? I can't remember who it was. You guys, I, I, I believe it's uh, Buddha Baker, and he Buda reported Baker, yeah. he reported to the Arizona training camp. Exactly. So it's going to probably be one of those scenarios where you don't get your request, but you still have to show up, and then you know you get your wish granted, like it says in the title, eventually. But I don't think we'll see anything happen till maybe fall, like in the middle of the season or something like that. I don't know if any teams will be willing to do that right now in camp when people are going out there showing up. Best ability is availability at the end of the day. So, you know, you're going to have to do something to prove your worth. I mean, it's going to be – it's a sticky situation with the Colts and Jonathan Taylor in general, so like I said. So maybe fall – sometime around fall is where we'll get a trade done or something like that. But hopefully yeah. we can get something back, man, but it won't be a lot. I'm pretty sure because the value for the running back isn't as high as it used to be. Yeah, it, it, it's not. It's not. And look, the Colts are not. And if they do trade, if we do see a trade uh, executed in the next week, next month, next two months, it's not going to be for a first round pick. It's not going to be for a second round pick. It's not going to be for a third round pick. Maybe a fourth round pick. And that's a huge maybe because everybody just drafted a running back in this past draft class especially in those sixth, seventh round running backs, what, million-dollar annual salary? I hate it, man. I, I, it, it just doesn't look good on Jonathan Taylor's side when you request a trade, but really nobody needs a running back right now. Like, New Orleans' situation with Alvin Kamara is tricky, but they just drafted Kendra Miller in the third round, and he's lighting it up at training camp. They're not trading for Jonathan Taylor. Not They're not. So when you look at Miami – when you look at Miami, maybe, maybe Miami, because, hey, that's another AFC team. They're closer to contention than we are. Maybe they might Maybe they might go for it. One, one literally just off the, the top of my mind, I just thought of one trade, just one trade. I thought of one trade uh, to be executed between Dallas and Indianapolis, and that was Dallas getting Jonathan Taylor 
and then the Colts getting Tony Pollard and a fifth round pick. That's literally what I thought of. You swap out running backs. Dallas wants to contend, contend big time. You get Jonathan Taylor. The Colts get back a young running back still who is actually more has a higher skill set than Jonathan Taylor. He can run in between the tackles, but you know what he also does? Catch out of the backfield. He's a receiver out of the backfield, and he can line up in the slot. So that's more elements added to your offense. You're not just a downhill running back like Jonathan Taylor is, and Jonathan Taylor is an all-pro downhill running back. That That's one trade I thought of, okay? That's one trade I thought of, and that was just off the top of my mind. Obviously, you're not just going to trade them out and just go with Evan Hall, Zach Moss, and those guys. You still need a name. You still need a guy who's been in the league, who's performed at a solid level, not a high level, a solid level. That that trade right there, and again, this is just hypothetical, right? This is just the first day. What do you think about that trade? You you think the Colts need more than that, or do you think that would work? Would both sides agree? Uh, it's possible. Like I said, it's a lot of teams out there that don't have a true number one running back, or there's a team that's probably looking for a dynamic duo, something like, you know, the uh, the Browns are doing. I mean, it's possible. Anything is possible when it comes to trading for a running back, but. Like I said, it's a very tricky situation. I mean, if you look at teams, like, are we willing to trade to an AFC team? Not happening, really. So NFC will probably be a bigger, you know, a bigger scale of product of which you would go with. So, I mean, if I had to choose, what if, what if the Vikings was to pick up the phone? What if the Bears was to pick up the phone? You know, like the Bears are very good friends with the Colts. But the Vikings, they could use a guy like Jonathan Taylor as well. So because they don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. Um, and if they know Jonathan Taylor is available for a cheap asking price, why not? You know, the Buffalo Bills, you know, their running back scenario, they just lost Hines. So, but that's if they go to an AFC team, which is really, very doubtful. So, like I said, this situation is not in Jonathan Taylor's favor. favor. It's a disadvantage. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, but your trade idea is definitely, you know, I can see it happening, but... At the end of the day, it's like, what are you willing to get in return? Because yeah. you're not going to get much. And no. it's unfortunate, but it is what it is at the end of the day. For sure, man. For sure. And again, that was just a hypo- hypothetical trade that, that I had. Because if this situation cannot get better, Marcus, if you're the Colts, you have this new coaching staff you have this young team, you have a rookie quarterback who is probably going to start day one. And you know how the media is, and not like they're savages. They're going to go and get the story. They want to get that quote. That's their job. That is their job to get the spicy stuff. Do you really want to set Anthony Richardson up for that? After week one, you know he's not going to be asked about football. Do you think it would have been better with Jonathan Taylor out there? Boom. First question out of the gate. Like, do you really want to set your young quarterback up for that? This situation, this team this year is far more important than all of this going on. It just is. That's that's my recommendation. If there's no going back after this, Colts, do whatever you need to do. I don't give a crap if you're not happy with a seventh round pick in return. Do it. Because, again, and this again, go back to my uh, turn. Go back and watch the episode when I said, 
trading Jonathan Taylor in our episode of playing GM of the Indianapolis Colts. You remember how everybody clowned me for only getting a second round pick and a seventh round pick back for Jonathan Taylor? People are going to be real upset when the Colts don't even get a third round pick for Jonathan Taylor because nobody is giving that up for a running back. They're just not going to. And literally just talking about it kind of reminded me, dang, everybody was real funny. And there were some really good quotes in, the, in that tweet. I got to say, everybody was funny there. I, I was laughing that day. But still, do you really think we're going to get a second round pick for Jonathan Taylor after everybody has made their free agent signings, made their draft choices at that position? I don't think it's going to happen, man. I really don't. Uh, Marcus, I think that's that's probably where we're going we're gonna to leave it at today. We'll probably have more uh, for you guys here in the next coming days or maybe tomorrow. We'll, we'll see. Uh, nothing nothing for sure. But hopefully the next time we talk, man, I, I really hope there's an update about, you know, the two sides working together for Jonathan Taylor to report back and, and perform and be in a Colts uniform again, man, because this dude is just too damn good to be on the sidelines. He just is. Yes, we can talk about how many miles is on his legs, especially how hard he was worked by Wisconsin in college. We can talk about all of that. But the matter, the the bottom line is we need Jonathan Taylor in that backfield with Anthony Richardson. And that is going to be one hell of a sight to see Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. I hope we aren't robbed of it, Marcus. I really hope we're not. I really hope we're not, man. But Right now, it's it's not looking promising. It's it's really not. Marcus, you got any other th- anything else before we close it out? Yes. Um, for you guys on social media, do not believe every quote that you see. Of course, this is a PR move when it comes to comments regarding the situation. So they're going to make it look good and make it look clean, and people are going to take quotes from the whole discussion and try to spin it their way just to get an article off. So do not believe everything you see. Hopefully, Jonathan Taylor gets his wish. Uh, hopefully, he gets a good landing spot and he can get the, the reps as he usually gets. Hopefully, it doesn't affect his game moving forward. It's an unfortunate situation he's in. But if you look at teams like the Lions, for example, the Falcons, all of these guys got good draft picks and good running backs out of this situation that can be just as good of a use as Jonathan Taylor. So hopefully, this is a wake-up call that he can figure it out and sign a one-year deal and then move on about his wishes next season but i would like for him to play this season in a coach jersey just so he can show the world that he's still jonathan taylor hopefully he can figure that out and speak for himself and just not let his agent get in the way because his agent he he gets deals done but he's a bad agent to deal with in social media because it's not helping him moving forward it's not helping him at all like the the agent is actually pretty well respected he 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 uh, represents Shaquille Leonard, who was on the team. He represents so many athletes, including Dustin Poirier, who was fighting tonight uh, mm-hmm. at, at UFC. Like he is a well, a well-respected agent. But my dude, like out of everyone who is at fault, he has the biggest hand in it because to go on social media and do that is just stupid. Regardless for of a what, guy that's be, looking for a deal. Yes, for a guy that's looking for a deal, this isn't helping. This is not helping. So, look, should he be fired? If I was Jonathan Taylor, I, I would fire him. If I was Jonathan Taylor, I would. But he he does he is an agent that has clout, that has respect, and 
we'll we'll see what is going on. I hope he's not steering Jonathan Taylor the wrong way here, man, because we have seen that in, in many sports where the agent is really trying to drive the player to leave the organization, you know, trying to kind of pull in the strings. I hope that's not what's going on right now. But other than that, man, uh, before we leave out here, I do want to quote, uh, I, I do want to quote Ian Rappaport who did tweet out regarding Jonathan Taylor's uh, contract situation. He quote, it will be a tricky situation because again, it's the running back market. No one is really looking for a running back. Can you reach out to a contender and see what you can get? We'll see. I actually texted a buddy of mine, uh, Jonathan Taylor for Tony Pollard straight up. Would you do it? He responded, F no. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, oh my gosh. We'll, we'll see where it goes, man. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Other than that, guys, we'll go ahead and close it out for this episode. Thank you to everybody who's commented, who has, you know, just just stumbled upon the Blue Stable. Welcome. I wish we could stumble upon talking about Anthony Richardson throwing dimes to Alec Pierce in the end zone, okay? And the crowd was amazing. Sounded like a home game. It was amazing. Hey, Marcus, was it loud? Oh, at the camp? Yeah, very loud. Oh, my God. Yeah, that Alec Pierce play, like I said, you would think you would have thought that Cody Rhodes was debuting to face Seth Rollins. That's how loud it was. Shoot. It was Shoot. it was loud, man. It was that that was just a different type of and it was indoors. So everything sounded louder than normal. It was a dope. It was a dope moment for sure, because when it happened, I was standing next to Luke, Destin and James. And uh-huh. he rolled out to the left and Andrew, Andrew and Jake as well. Shout out to those guys, Andrew and Drake. Um, but when he ran out to the left, I was like, oh, okay. But when the ball flew up in the air, it almost touched the top of the dome. <laughs> and then I was – and Alec Pierce was just running and just caught it. And it was just like right in the bucket. Like the defender had no chance of grabbing it. It was like a Madden throw on rookie. That's how crazy it was. He just threw it off the run off of one foot and just launched it 60 yards down the field. I was like, this is not real. This is not real. DeForest Buckner – is a cyborg um everything that people talk about from you know the top 100s when they talk about deforest buckner when you stand next to him he is literally like a robot he's like this mm. tall just all muscles just like what like Dude. all those dudes are cyborgs man all those dudes are that's cyborgs. awesome Hey, man, you mentioned it was like a throw on rookie. It was made by a rookie. So, hey, maybe he was on rookie mode. Maybe Anthony Richardson is on rookie mode, and maybe he'll be on rookie mode for his entire career. We'll see what happens, though. But, hey, I will say Alec Pierce's ball hawking skills, his ball tracking skills, they have improved. That's going to be a play to watch that DCs are going to be scared of coming up this upcoming season. I'm I'm already excited. I don't want to deal with this drama no more. I want to talk football. I want to talk yeah, Alec Pierce and Anthony Richardson. We'll do that soon enough, man. We will. It was dope, will. man. I got I got plenty of stories, man. Like, let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, you you want to hear? Man, okay. One more before we close it. Let's let's close the show on some good news, right? Let's close it on some good news. Go ahead. So, all right. So I give y'all a few stories. So I seen Shaquille Leonard there. Shaquille Leonard was just as energetic as he used to. All the talking. I think between him and Tony Brown, I think Brown is the has the most energy out of every coach player. Like he was the loudest one running back and forth from field to field. He was just loud. This the energy was amazing. Kenny Moore looked so good at camp, man. Like it was impressive because he was just pass breakup after pass breakup, getting to the line, like getting to the running back. And you know, when I got on the shuttle, 
I, there was a shuttle that take you to go get your credentials and then take you back to the field. I got on the shuttle with Tom Polissimo. You know who that is? No, no. Okay, so he does. He's a he's he's always on TV. Um, but I got on the shuttle with him. I, I actually wound up meeting him at the uh, Senior Bowl in Alabama with Landon. But he's always on TV. He's worked with NFL Network. So I got on the shuttle with him, and it was raining outside. <laughs> yes, say the story about you getting the rock. So I um, I got to the to the field, and I was like, all right, so where do I get my credentials? And the police officer was like, oh, we're not letting anybody else in until 945. So I was like, you're lying to me because I'm with the media. So he's like, oh, well, there's a door around on door E or something, like door five or something like that on the opposite side. So I said, okay. So I was like, how do I get through this large crowd to go get my credentials? So I cut through the crowd, and there was somebody's grandparents going through the back entrance as well. So I went back there, and I went inside. It was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm here with the media to get my credentials. I was like, oh, you got to get a shuttle to take you to the, the credential to get your credentials. I said, okay. So I go outside, and there's a lady on the cart driving up. So I was like, oh, okay. So I get on the cart. Oh, I'm going to get my credentials. She said, okay, I'm going that way. Halfway there, she goes, oh, I'm not going all the way. I'm just stopping right here. You have to walk with me. I said, what? <laughs> and it's in the middle of a storm, Mike. It's raining outside. So I said, oh, okay. So you know what coats can when they're coming down through the woods? In the coat, the yeah. coats can when they're coming through the woods on the bikes and stuff? I yeah. walked through there to get my media credentials. So I'm like, hello, this is where the coats can is, right? So it's just raining, thundering. I'm walking in the rain like a lost puppy. I go in there to get my credentials. Tom Polissimo walks, I don't know how to say his last name, walks past me. And I was like, he looks familiar, but I didn't say anything. So I go to get my media credentials. She's like, oh, okay. So she gives me the, the ID pass with my name on it, Blue Stable, and she gives me the keychain to put it together. But it's so I'm so wet and cold. I'm like shaking, trying to put it together. And she looks at me, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to do it for you? I was like, oh, no, it's okay, Kim. Just do it. Just do it. It's been a terrible day. And she's laughing. She was like, I was so sorry. I was like, no, it's fine. She said, all right, you can just get on the shuttle and they'll take you back. And then Polisio comes on. He comes on the shuttle with his big umbrella. And I was like, Tom? He goes, oh, hey. I was like, hey, Marcus from the Blue State We met in Alabama. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. How are you? I was like, I'm good, you know. He's out here. And literally, you know, he wound up talking to Chris Ballard out there. But I got this. I got a chance to talk to him again on the way back. So then I get there and I see Luke, and then I see Dustin. I say, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, you look a little buff." I'm like, "All right, calm down." But my jacket <laughs> is soaking wet. My jacket is soaking wet, so I had to hold it. It was damp the whole time, mm-hmm. so I had a wet a wet jacket in my arm. And then I seen Luke, and it was like, "Yeah, we seen you, but you were walking in the rain, and we were on the shuttle going to the camp." I was like, "Yeah, that was me, soaking wet." So. It was it was a it was a fun experience, but it was a wet one. So I, I walked walked into the camp soaking wet, walking in the rain. Terrible terrible experience, but it was something I will always remember. A day you were looking a day you were looking so forward to ended up being probably the worst start to that day. It was the worst start, but to make it better at the end when the camp was over, it was sunny outside, Mike. Sunny, oh. ninety degrees, hot. I was no. so mad, man. No. I was so mad. I was like, what was this at earlier? I was looking forward to camp outside because when you have camp outside, you can walk it up and down the field. Luke was telling me so he can get all his photos, but they had it indoors. So all of that was like limited. So we had to stand on like one side under the bleachers and go uh-huh. from field to field to watch them practice. But it was limited, but it was still a dope moment. Like I, I seen Pat McAfee 
Uh, I seen Tom. I seen Chris Ballard. Uh, I seen a whole bunch of people. Gary Brackett was there. Uh, that was dope. But yeah, I seen a whole bunch legendary. of people. Reggie Wayne was on the field. Yeah, legendary man. It was it was a dope time, man. But Dude, it was cool. Uh, Al Qadim Muhammad was there. I was like, man, it's so weird seeing him back in here. But it was that's dope. right. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope seeing him in there, man. It was fun. Dude, that that is crazy. Okay. I would I actually probably would have enjoyed it, although I probably wouldn't have known that it was gonna rain, so I would have been unprepared. I would have been soaked like you. You had me until you said you came out and it was sunny. Like I would have taken that day cloudy, rainy, ominous. You're in you're enjoying Colts football, and then it's still, but as soon as you said it was sunny, 90 degrees, I just thought of the humidity. I'm like, oh no, no. No. I was so mad, man. I was looking forward to because I bought all my shorts and stuff. I'm looking forward to outside, and it's raining. I'm like, "What is this? This is terrible timing." It was a, it was, it was terrible, but it was also, also, it was dope, man. Just meeting up with all the coast content creators, man. Seeing Andrew again, linking up with him and Drake, and it was, it was just fun. It was fun meeting everybody. Yeah, Luke says first time inside the indoor practice field, so that was cool. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't get the most fun. Hey, that, that, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. We going again. But it was fun. Hey, man. There's going to be more times that the Blue State was going to be at Colts training camp, so make sure you stay tuned for that on Twitter. Make sure you are following us everywhere, Instagram, TikTok. We also on TikTok now. Uh, but also make sure you are uh, liking and subscribing on YouTube as well. We're going to keep you up to date with all this Jonathan Taylor uh, drama. But also, more importantly, we're going to keep you up to date with Anthony Richardson performing highly at training camp and creating a bond with Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, and those guys. So other than that, guys, thank you for this episode of the Blue Stable. It was fun. Sorry we had to get on here and talk bad news on a Saturday ahead of these two great MMA and boxing bouts that are going on tonight. So sorry, but uh, Marcus still in Indianapolis. Can't disclose your location. We don't people. We don't want people knocking on the door and demanding autographs and stuff like that. We can't. We can't have that. Uh, but how's Indianapolis? Indianapolis was great. I enjoyed it. I was surrounded by food, so I was just walking Bet. all up and down, all up and down the street because there's food places everywhere. Chipotle, Culver's, all that stuff. You name it. So I was Bet. pretty much satisfied with my stay. Uh, I'm definitely going to be back. I'm always up here, so definitely be back. But I enjoyed my stay, man. Awesome. It was dope. All right, man. Good to hear. Well, guys, thank you again. We will see you very soon talking more Colts football and hopefully better news on this matter than what we were here today. So other than that, guys, I am Michael. He is Marcus. We'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to the Blue Stable podcast, guys. See ya. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.